From Los Angeles, at least half the show is, site of Super Bowl 56. It's Locked on Cardinals, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Is Kyler Murray breaking up with the, the Arizona Cardinals? His performance from the Pro Bowl. Actually, all the Arizona Cardinals out there in Vegas playing for the NFC. How they do, and it's a mock draft Monday here on Locked on Cardinals. We're getting into it right now. Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. I'm in Los Angeles. Clancy's in AZ, and we are giving you Arizona Cardinals content today, also leading you up to the big game. If you want to learn more about the Rams, check out our guy, Travis Rogers. If you want to learn more about the Bengals, our boys over at Locked On Bengals, James, Jake, they're going to gear you up for the big one. Uh, but the news for the Cardinals last night was their franchise quarterback. I, I have a hard time saying, Alex, that he rebounded <laughs> from his performance in the Wild Card weekend because. It was a little dicey early on, near, nearly threw a pick early. It was dropped. And then he threw a pick six to Darius Leonard. And then he kind of got back out to the schoolyard, started playing a little bit, running around, and threw for three touchdowns. Did, did, what were your takeaways as far as how underwhelming the Pro Bowl overall is? Is just a, a showcase. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that goes without saying at this point. But I mean, nobody wants to get hurt. I get it. I, I put on Twitter that. They should just do a Madden tournament with the people that win, um, the people that you know get elected to the Pro Bowl. Everybody plays Madden nowadays. My biggest takeaway from Kyler Murray was that he misses CeeDee Lamb, and we saw it a lot during the Pro Bowl. Uh, kind of two-point conversion. He was looking for CeeDee Lamb more than anybody else. Uh, he missed his boy from back in the Oklahoma days. Cardinals had a chance to draft him at eight, ended up taking Isaiah Simmons. Um, yeah, but that that's the biggest takeaway that I had, and that Kyler Murray gets a lot of balls batted down at the line of scrimmage still. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, one of the takeaways I had too was just watching him navigate the NFC offense versus how Russell Wilson navigates the offense and how the maturation, obviously, of Russell Wilson from 2012 to now. And that's, you know, saying a lot. There's a lot of learning and development there. But a guy kind of known for his athleticism who developed into this pocket passer, when you don't face a heavy pass rush like you don't, like you do in the, uh, in the Pro Bowl how he just stands back there in surveys where Kyler's first instinct is to get out of the pocket immediately and start running around. You would like to see in situations like that, him try to, and I'm not saying just every play, but try to survey what the defense is doing and make throws from the pocket where he struggled mightily at the end of the season. Yeah, he did. You know, and yeah, and it's, especially with Russell Wilson always trying to stay in the pocket because of how bad the offensive line was for so long. After they traded Max Unger for Jimmy Graham, that's kind of was the <laughs> downfall of that offensive line. But yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. There just seems to be a disconnect with Kyler standing in the pocket. He, I mean, seriously, he got four or five balls batted down yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, and it was Max Crosby. Max Crosby's large, but still it's like, if they can time jumps with when he's going to throw the ball, he's going to get a lot of balls batted down when he's in the pocket for the entirety of his career if he doesn't start to figure things out. But, yeah, I mean, he had the touchdown pass to Mike Evans. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's much ado about nothing, really, because the game didn't mean anything. But uh, when I saw the pick six, I'm assuming Cardinals said, you're like, oh, you know, and then yeah. 
you know, whatever. It doesn't count, but it's like you'd rather not see it happen even though he ended up – what, he throw three touchdown passes? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he had the most touchdown passes of any of the, the quarterbacks. I mean, there were seven interceptions. Throw. Everybody was picked off yesterday. I mean, it was, yeah. it was Oprah Winfrey handling – everybody gets an interception. Mm -hmm. That old gag. Uh, I mean, Herbert, Wilson, Kirk Cousins, all of them were, were sniped by opposing defenders. Kyler Murray was not the only one. He nearly had two. And, but as far as the touchdown passes, you know, as you mentioned, CeeDee Lamb to open things up with Mike Evans' first Pro Bowl catches a TD, and then you see Kyle Pitts. It's just like that's where you kind of, in, in these scenarios, outside of what you're kind of disgusted with guys going half speed or less, you're like, man, what could be with these? This is like truly talented wide receivers that I think Kyler Murray obviously plays with DeAndre Hopkins, but outside of that, the Arizona Cardinals, the cupboard is pretty bare as far as what weapons he has to throw to. Yeah. I mean, this is what we've been talking about forever. And yeah, like, I can't wait to get into this Instagram thing we're going to get into next segment. Like, <laughs> it's people are delusional thinking. And so what I said at middle in the season is everything seems to have worked. Run it back, run it back. That's when everybody was healthy. That's when James Conner was healthy. That's when, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was healthy. When A.J. Green was wide receiver two. When Rondo Moore was actually having some sort of impact on the offense when Chase Edmonds was healthy, et cetera. Once one thing went wrong, everything plummeted. And that shows the lack of depth that the Cardinals had. And that is because Steve Kime has had an inability to draft well over the course of his tenure as GM, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So it, it's, it's kind of when people defend what's happened with this roster, mm -hmm. sure, in the beginning of the season, absolutely defensible. Second half of the season, when DeAndre Hopkins is out and, and James Conner gets hobbled, oh no, it turns into a college football offense? Like, both can't be true. And I would right. lend towards the shiny object syndrome more than, you know, what we saw in the first half of the season. Yeah, this episode brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back in your first tank. Let's get into the drama on social media because that's what you get when you have a young quarterback like Kyler Murray, who's so active as far as social media and as far as gaming. You know, what's going on with Kyler as he enters the first offseason that he's eligible for that massive contract extension? Is he starting to break up? with the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about something good real quick. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And we're, the, the calendar is flipped to February. And most of us are like New Year's resolutions. They're in the rearview mirror, unfortunately. Not me. Holding on strong as far as eating healthier, getting in the shape, because I've got this secret weapon. It's Built Bar, and it's the best tasting protein bar. Have you tried the puffs? They're unbelievable. If you haven't, you're missing out. It's the first ever protein-infused marshmallow that's the kind of science i can get behind if somebody's trying to infuse a delicious marshmallow with protein i'm all on board with that and of course all the built bars that are covered in 100 real chocolate yes the puffs included 100 real chocolate and you're not just putting a bunch of trash into your body like a candy bar you get the benefits of just 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of muscle packing protein from most Built Bars. Right now, save yourself some cash in the new year as well. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you on Lockdown Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Brock. We have not scrubbed the Lockdown Cardinals Twitter account 
of any Cardinals, uh, anything Cardinals. Like it, it is, it's actually all Cardinals. I mean, if we did, we'd have nothing on there except for a few Alex Clancy hot takes that we've retweeted that uh, would probably get us removed from Spotify for misinformation. Um, <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Like I, I was, uh, I was chatting with, uh, it, it had a couple direct messages like, "Hey, did you see this?" Kyler Murray scrubbed his Instagram, his Twitter. He unfollowed the Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know what this means. I know Chandler Jones has kind of done this before. P3, Petty Patrick Peterson certainly did it, probably created this pettiness. But what do you make of it, Alex? Like, this isn't silly season yet. Like, this isn't a silly season thing. It was one thing, and now it's not. And I know that he scraped, you know, other pictures that weren't Cardinals related, but it's like, this is the new thing that athletes do. It's what they do. And it's not to, you know, necessarily directly be like, get me out of here. That's not what my initial tweet was saying. It's just happy players don't do this. That's the point. Happy players don't do it. And sure, there's been a lot of Cardinals because a lot of Cardinals have been pissed off about management, about win, about losing, you know, like this I'm not saying that it's a that it's a monstrous deal and that he wants out tomorrow. No, stop it. Stop jumping to conclusions and also stop thinking like a fan where it's like everything's great. I'm not worried. I don't care if you're not worried. This is something that wasn't and now it is, so it needs to be discussed because we're in the media. So stop it. Right. Look, I mean my my initial reaction was was no reaction just because I feel like in in my 30s I feel like I'm ancient seeing this type of strategy going on with, with Kyler Murray in the Arizona Cardinals. But it, like, it's not unprecedented in this day and age, uh, but it, it, does, like, it, it does feel like a high school romance. It feels like, hey, if you're going to you know, play coy with my contract situation, I'm going to unfriend you on social media. That's what I'm going to do. But, and, and I wouldn't be surprised either if this comes from his representation either. I mean, as far as, you know, them saying, all right, we're going to use any kind of uh, way we can create leverage and create some sort of, you know, uh, smoke screen that, you know, that we're not all happy here. Things are not uh, butterflies and roses. And we haven't seen you improve each and every season since you've been drafted number one. And the team has taken great care of you since we're going to create that. Look, there might be something that's uh, unsettled here. And that this the organization needs to play their cards right, or you could walk. And, and you've got several different op- option, options to, to walk, more so than any other franchise quarterback because he was drafted in the top 10 in baseball. Yeah. I mean, again, this is probably much to do about nothing, okay? But if what you if you were a star quarterback and you experienced these last two seasons, the second half, sure, Kyler was hurt in the in the second half of last season or two seasons ago and last season you could point fingers at whoever you want to. I don't know. We don't know what goes on day to day. The most in tune reporters don't know everything that goes on day to day inside an organization. It's a lot of misinformation spread by the Arizona Cardinals. That's been apparent over the last decade. But if you think that everything is rainbows and butterflies, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you think that. Because obviously that's not the case. And with player empowerment and all of these things going from, you know, the NBA to NIL in college now, this 
this is going to happen. Look, look at free agency now. Look at what happens with trades now. All players have to do is say, I'm unhappy, trade me. And they get what they want. Yeah. A no, lot of times. So if you think that that's not a possibility here, you're wrong. Like, I, no. I don't, I, I don't, that's something that fans, I don't understand what the disconnect is. Not everything is going to go the way you think it's going to go just because you think things are positive. They're, the way it ended last season, they may as well have gone 6-11 and because it was an embarrassment what happened after their bye week. So well, if that's not resonating with all of the free agents going on, with all the free agency happening, mm-hmm. they were once able to make something a positive, and now it is a negative regarding signing and retaining free agents. Right. And, and you know what's going to be interesting, too, this, this offseason that they can navigate with uh, still using Kyler Murray and uh, utilizing that uh, the rookie-scale contract, no matter if they kind of go to the negotiation table for a big mega deal after that, uh, is they're going to have the same type of mentality as they did in approach last offseason, where they're bullish to take a word from President Michael Bidwell, where they're going to be aggressive out there and trying to retool this this entire roster with a lot of exiting and impending free agents uh, we'll see what happens. The biggest problem for me, though, is the accountability side uh, as far as the quarterback position go in Kyler Murray. Is He was part of the issues that they had down the stretch. He didn't play his best football down the stretch either. So, you know, for him to be kind of in this uh, power position to kind of posture himself and, and kind of play like he's he's the savior, which he is. I mean, they've he's been, you know, the, the key cog in that. Uh, it's still kind of, a, a little, a little annoying, like it, him to have this power, despite him kind of falling by the wayside as far as production down the stretch. Stretch. So yeah, we'll I mean, see. There's, yeah, there's a lot of different sides to this, but something was, and then something else is happening now. We don't know what it is. I'm not saying it's a huge deal, but it needs to be discussed because something has changed. Yeah. Yep, no doubt about it. It is a mock draft Monday here in the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Alex, you got yours all lined up and ready to go? Sure do. All right, me too. We'll we'll have our three-round mock draft, and um, I'm kind of excited to unveil mine. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, follow on Twitter, at LockedOnAZCards, at Bob Brock to follow me, at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex, and uh, always excited to tell you, I mean, if anybody who drives needs to know about this this app, if you're a Cardinals fan, it doesn't matter. If you're if you're a Rams, Bengals fan, you need to know about the incredible app that if you buy gas, you need to download right now. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app. That's Get Upside app in the App Store, Google Play right now. Use the promo code Touchdown. Get twenty five cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making upwards of $200, $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. You can cash out. It gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime, your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back in your first tank. That's the code Touchdown. It's super week brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage for the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams. They're in LA all week covering the big game. I saw a couple 
Uh, hopefully, we'll get some former Cardinals on. Saw Jake the Snake Plumber maybe around. Sam Ocho maybe on this podcast. I saw Ocho is actually uh, going at it with uh, Stephen A. Smith on first take these days. I'd be interested to hear how that's going. But the former Cardinals linebacker, former Texas alum, uh, a couple other names popping up as far as the Red Sea's concerned. So hopefully we'll get them on this podcast while I'm out here. Uh, mock Draft Monday. It's our second mock draft of the offseason. Alex, did I go first or did you go first last time? I can't remember. All right. Well, I'm just going to go first because okay. I'm an ungracious host. Yeah. Um, I, 23rd overall. And we're just using this. We're not bringing in trades yet. I think that's a fool's errand to kind of bring in trades, especially at 23. But it's a, it's a definite possibility. I mean, Steve Kime's been in that spot before and traded down. Dayon Buchanan, uh, he ended up taking the Washington State safety back in the day. Kind of played a hybrid role for the Arizona Cardinals. 23rd overall. This, this draft, you'll notice that I have the Arizona Cardinals really keying in on boosting and bolstering their offense. And even though this guy got injured late in the season, He's a prospect that I think the Arizona Cardinals need. You already, you're shaking your head already. Jamison Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama, give him to me. 23rd overall. Can, can he protect Kyler Murray? Just no. curious. He can't. No, he can't. But have you seen Alabama receivers and the impacts they're making early on for their uh, respective NFL rosters? I mean, the yeah. list goes on, on, on and on. I mean, Waddle, you have, uh, you have uh, Devontae Smith. You had uh, Jerry Judy. I mean, all of them make an impact early on. I mean, he may not even play in 2022. He tore his ACL in January. I know. I know. So not only would that be a redshirt pick, he'd also that would also be the last year of Kyler Murray's rookie scale contract. Uh, first for me, 23rd overall, Zion Johnson, interior offensive line out of Boston College, 6'3", 320, played two years at left guard, one at left tackle. That could sure up the left side of the offensive line. Not sure what's going to happen with DJ Humphreys, if they're going to restructure, if they're going to get weird with him and you could potentially move on from Justin Pugh and actually have some young talent on the left side of Rodney Hudson to show up the offensive line. Boring. <laughs> yeah, boring. No, look, it's a necessary, it, as you said, eat your vegetables. That's yeah. uh, That would be huge for the Arizona Cardinals um, to, to shore up the offensive line, interior offensive linemen. When you look at that, Jonathan Cooper was the last time they utilized a first-round pick on that position. Um, broke his leg in, in preseason, and the rest is history. But he looked impressive before that, and then he wasn't the same player afterwards. 55th overall for the Arizona Cardinals. I actually have the same pick as I did last time. I'm going with the running back out of Michigan State. Jeez. It's the money round for running backs. Just look around. Uh, I mean, if you look in the at the big game coming up, I mean, Joe Mixon, wasn't he a second-round pick out of Oklahoma? Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third Michigan state, Arizona Cardinals couple him with either chase Edmonds or James Connor, baby. And I'm, and I'm good with it. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to take here. Elam cornerback out of Florida, six 200 pounds. The dude is an absolute machine and man coverage. I'll tell you what the Cardinals need big corner. They need big players all around, all around. Okay. And the fact that you don't necessarily have a slot corner is your potential corner or your potential CB1 moving forward. You actually have a 6'2 guy, almost 200 pounds, out of the SEC. I will take Keir Elam, 55 overall. All right. My third pick, uh, going back to the to Alabama, Josh Job, cornerback, six feet tall. He's a, he's a, he's a physical corner. I think that he's a guy that would fit Vance Joseph's scheme very well. 
And that's where the Arizona Cardinals are finally going to address once again uh, a big need of theirs, and that's in the defensive secondary. That's what you just addressed in the second round. Give me Job, and uh, I'll take two Bama players any day in the first three rounds. Um, I'm taking George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. Uh, almost 800 yards, eight touchdowns last season. 6-3, big wide receiver. Um, could potentially be the next A.J. Green. Hmm. Out of wow. Georgia. Uh, just need big wide receivers on the outside. This Cardinals team needs to get bigger. Bigger, bigger, bigger up front, bigger on the outside, bigger in the secondary. And uh, my three picks proves that. Had to uh, had to just check if he was related to another former Bengals receiver, Carl Pickens. No relation. Doesn't look mm. like it. Uh, just the same last name. George Pickens is the uh, look. Not, not a bad, not a bad selection. Six foot three. Maybe could use a couple LBs. Only one nineties. He's listed, but Steve Kime has only drafted like what two receivers over six feet of the ten that he's drafted in his in his tenure, which is just unacceptable. Look at the top ten receivers. You'll find everybody mostly over six feet tall, unless their name is Tyreek Hill. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for guys that their potential, sure they have good potential, but as far as their bust ability, Steve Kime really doesn't seem to ma- seem to mind. He takes big swings and he's missed a lot. Hopefully, he doesn't do that this off season, especially in the NFL draft. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, we're talking to you all week. At least I am from LA. Alex is keeping you informed as well on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow me at Bob Brack and follow the show at Locked On AZ Cards. Check us out. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make Locked On Bets with your boy Q, Lee Sterling. They're gearing you up for tonight's action that you can maybe build your stack for the big game with and also gearing you up for the big game where the smart money's going, Bengals, Rams. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.